This is Psalm 125 verse 1. The sweet word of God. It says that those who trust in the Lord are unshakable, unmovable as the Mount Zion. Father, we thank you for causing us to be unmovable, causing us to be unshakable, giving us that hope that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that we can think of or even imagine. We thank you for your wraparound presence that has surrounded us, our families, the church, and everything that concerns us. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your hand that has been upon us. We thank you for your voice. We thank you for your leading. We thank you for your spirit that directs us day in, day out. We thank you. In this brief moment in your presence, we pray the Lord come and speak to us come and minister to us in the mighty name of Jesus we pray amen hallelujah amen please take your seats amen oh I cannot hear you amen, amen. hallelujah amen this month is our month of sowing our month of zero I tell you that I have been blessed you know, I don't know how some of us take the messages that come day in, day out. But I tell you that depending on how you receive it, the transformation can be different for everybody. You get it? So, I want to encourage you that, you know, be somebody that listens to the word of God. You know, treat the word of God like rice. You know, you can use it for rice pudding. You can use it to do Nigeria jollof. You can use it to do Ghana jollof. You can use it to do uh, Caribbean rice and peas. You can use it to do what again, wache. You can use it to do fried rice. You can use it to do... Okay. <laughs> you can use it to do rice balls. You can use it to... Oh, sushi. Uh, okay. You can use it to do Japanese fried rice. You can use it to everything. So you see, you can't, you can't say that, oh, I have had enough. Probably you've been eating only Nigerian jollof, change to Ghana jollof. The taste will change. And it will, it will sound fresh once again. And if you've had enough of that, change to rice and pea. You get it? Yes, you can never have enough of the word of God. You get it? Yes, yes, yes. So the messages that, you know, and I thank God for the life of Reverend Chris and Reverend Gloria because they teach us, you know, the Bible says precept upon precept, line by line. You know, the kind of food that comes from this house, you cannot afford but to live a balanced Christian life. This one is not, you know, fast food kind of. You are taught precept by precept. And not just thought you are made to partake in various aspects, in prayer, in, you know, in fastings, in, in serving in the house of God. You know, the last time we were praying, I think, on, was it on Tuesday? And I, I was saying that in the book of Judges, I think chapter 2, from verse, I think it's verse 10. I'm not sure, but you can check. The Bible says that there was a generation that because of the kind of leadership they had, they saw the mighty works of God in their, 
in their life. And there came another generation that, ah, yes, I think this is the one. He said, when all the generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation rose, arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel. What am I trying to see? Based on the kind of leadership that you are under, there is something that you experience. You understand? Yes. So don't take that, oh, if I go to uh, 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 something, 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 something assemblies, I would, no, it's not the same. I'm not, everywhere you go and the grace that God has given to the set man or the angel of the church. You understand? And you, you, you try as much as possible not to take that grace for granted. You get it? In this house, there are so many graces that moves around. If you ask me, I can tell you so many of the graces. There are some people that, if not for this house, okay, I don't say it. <laughs> there are some people that, if not for this house, eh, the thought, the thought of even wish, uh, sacrificing and, you know, I will not use the word volunteer, but being someone who said, I want to work for God, it will never occur in your mind. So you might be here and say, oh, everybody does it. No, it's not the same. You know, that thought of advancing in life, that thought of, you know, doing something well for yourself and at the same time serving God in humility, it is not the same everywhere. You get it? So I want to encourage you that when you come and the word is taught, make sure that you, you listen to it and listen to it and you listen to it again. In Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2, the Bible says that, and the spirit entered me when he what spoke unto me. You know, we know that by the time you listen to a message once, it's just about 10%. But the more you listen and listen, that's how you are blessed. You get it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Reverend has been teaching us about sowing. And on Wednesdays, he's been teaching us some serious things. I think about last two weeks or three weeks ago, he taught us about the principles of sowing. I'm just recapping what Reverend has been teaching us, then I'll add something small to it, then we, he, will, he will take over. Because I don't think I'm going to say anything that is out of the ordinary. Amen. amen. Oh, amen. amen. So, one of the principles that Reverend taught us was that sowing and reaping is enforced every day of our life. So you say that when you woke up today, you've actually been sowing. Uh, you've been sowing since you woke up. Been so because you know is that somebody who asks, "How have I been sowing all day?" If you are in school, because of the thing that you learned, it can either make you or make you when you are writing your C's form or your A levels. Oh, you don't think so? Yeah. Yes, yes. And some people too that they are working to the work that you did today is contributing towards your. Your in the 14th or 30th salary that will come. <laughs> you get it? So, sowing is enacted every day of our life. And we must be deliberate in sowing quality seeds. So, don't be haphazard. You know, if you sow haphazardly, you reap haphazardly. Amen. And last week, Reverend started teaching us about sowing spiritual seeds. And the first one that he talked about was the seed of prayer. This, and I think I can't overemphasize the things that he taught. That, you know, if you are in this house, prayer is something that you should love. Prayer is something that you should enjoy. 
prayer is something that when you send that there's a prayer, you just want to be part of it. You know, because there's no prayer that is wasted. And there's no prayer that is not powerful. Every prayer, so far as you are praying in the name of Jesus, is powerful. And it will work. You get it? Yes, yes, yes. Somebody said that life is spiritual. And so, you have to treat life this, that way. You know, and some of us, because of our background of uh, superstition, we don't believe that when you come and the person says, let's pray and commit our families into the hands of God, then you start kaba, kabalia, you don't see much. How does this connect to it protecting my family? You don't know. But when you watch a Nigerian movie or a Zambia movie, sorry, using <laughs> Nigerian, and you see the person with some 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 colored distance, and you know that one you believe. Yes. Some unfortunately, even as Christians, we tend to believe some of those things more that they are potent than your prayer that you are praying in your room. Or your prayer that you've joined Zoom praying. That's why some people don't join Zoom because they don't believe it works. But I, I'm telling you today that prayer is a seed. And it, it is very, very potent. It works. You know, most of us, God delivers us from the things that it doesn't even happen for us to see. So sometimes we see that, oh, I've been praying, I've not seen any manifestation in my life. Sometimes it's better for the, for the thing not to happen, for you to give a testimony, than for it to happen, for you to give a testimony. I don't know whether it gets me. Yes. So, for instance, let's say you say, oh, I was sitting in a car, then I hit, then God saved my life. Do you like that one? Then go and lie in the hospital for one month. Then you come and be, you'll be limping. You like that one. And you come and stand there that God has done it for me. Or the one that go, you, you are going, then you hear a voice, then say that, Use this uh, this dancing, then you use it and you escape. That way you don't see any. It's like you don't see head on collusion. So it's like, oh, I've been praying. I've not seen any miracle in my life. I tell you, your life is a miracle. <laughs> Amen. Yes, yes. We we like we like dramatic things. So anything that is very normal is very boring. I tell you, there's nothing normal. You understand? Yes. It's just the, the scripture that I read, Psalm 125, said that as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord, you know, God really surrounds us. You know, amen. So today I also want to add maybe one or two to it based on our time. Then we are out of here. So the third, so he gave us the seed of prayer, the seed of giving. You know, giving is also very spiritual. You know, you have to be a giver. Today I saw on somebody's status that nobody has become poor by giving. Nobody has become poor by giving. And Reverend has been using the example of the desert. You know, the desert that as the, the, the river gives, it gets more. As the, the desert contains, it becomes you know, and it's so true. Personally, I've seen that there are some, you know, sometimes you, you'll be there, you say that, somebody said that, oh, I want to bless this person with 2,000 pounds. Hey, you calculate in your head. Hey, 
how many months will I save to get that 2,000? That I have to take that money and go and bless somebody. It never happened. That's why you've not gotten it. You get it. But when you become a giver, some of us, we have to consciously begin to say that, you know what, I will give 500 pounds. Then you suddenly, you see that 500 is no more a barrier. Because some of us, as, a, as it stands now, our barrier is like 50. You know, it's like everything. It's a ceiling, like jump, then come down, jump, then come down. Break it. Give 100. You know. Give in the house of God. Give, bless somebody. You do it suddenly. You see the 100, it's not even anything anymore. You get it. Then you are moving on. Then you, you do 500. Suddenly, ah, so five, then suddenly 500 start coming from every quarter. Then you move. That's it's, it's, you see, it is very practical like that. You know, make a move, bless somebody. You know, bless somebody. Support a project in church. Give your tithes. You know, irrespective of the amount of money that you earn, give. You know, I know that. You know, the Bible says in I think in the first Corinthians or said there are as it may be different kinds of voices. But none of them is without signification. What it means is that every voice you hear has an agenda. Every voice you are hearing in your ears. So like as I'm speaking now, a voice will be telling you that you see these pastors, they want you to give to church. That's why he has come and standing here. Reverend has sent him. Reverend has decided not to come. And he has sent him to come be the one so that it's as if it's coming from him. And he's saying give 50, move it to 100 because they want to. You see, it's a voice from the devil. <laughs> I'm speaking to somebody. <laughs> Amen. The third seed I want to talk about is the seed of recognition. Recognition. I hope you understand the word recognition. Yes. And I've written here that recognition is born out of revelation and understanding. You understand? Recognition is born out of revelation and understanding. Why am I saying that? All of us might experience the same thing. All of us might go through the same thing. So, for instance, in church, all of us see that Calvary International Christian Center is the church that all of us belong. But my revelation of the church is different from your revelation of the church. That's how come I will decide that, you know what, I will come and I will join a department, I will join a ministry, and irrespective of whatever the leader or the pastor does, that anoints me, because of a level of understanding and revelation I have, I will give my all. What I know is different from what you know. And because of what I know, the way I act, the way I behave, and the way I receive is even different from the way you receive. You get it? So even though we'll be sitting next to each other in church, don't ever think that we are all receiving the same way. Get your own, catch your own revelation. You know, some people say, catch your own revy. Catch your own revelation. Get your own understanding. And it's going to change everything. Amen. Your recognition of something will cause you to do the unimaginable. 
Luke chapter 5, verse 18. Since I started, I've not read the Bible. Somebody said, so you, you talk, 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 you don't read the Bible. Luke chapter 5, verse 18. The Bible says, then behold, actually, today this was my quiet time. Luke chapter 5, verse 18. Then behold, men brought on... Is it a correct English now? Okay. No, you, you give me New Living Translation. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the English that I know. Some men came. <laughs> Some men, that means you are following. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They try, you see, we are going to see somebody's level of recognition. They tried to take him inside to Jesus. So, let me give you the background. So, Jesus was in a particular house ministering, like Jesus was here. And the place was packed. And these men were trying to bring their friend who was paralyzed. And they were trying to maneuver their way through to get to Jesus for Jesus to touch him. But they could not get him. The Bible says, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof, took off the some towels. Hmm. Do, do, do you understand? So they decided that, you know what? This place, you know, if it was you and I, and we went to a particular place, let's say, I, want to go, uh, I, I wanted to come here and see McLean. I came, McLean was busy. Everybody was trying to catch McLean's attention. He's like the most important person around. You know what? No, please, I'll get him another time. But then they went. But these people said, this is our Kairos moment. We are not going to miss this moment. Whatever that we need to do to make it, we are going to do it. So the Bible said they decided that they would take hey, somebody's house. You are going to take the roof. <laughs> <laughs> so they went up to the roof, took off some towels, then they lowered the, you see, everything that they were doing was risky. One, the man is paralyzed. Two, you are doing an illegal thing by taking somebody's roof. Three, as you are lowering the man down, the man could even slide and, and, and fall down. The man is already struggling. You don't get it. Yes. They lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Verse 20. <laughs> Seeing the, you see, you will do something and God will see that this is faith working. This is faith being made money. You know, it's a, you know we say, sometimes we say that in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, faith is the substance of things, hope for evidence of things not seen. You can act and God will see that this is faith. God, you see, Jesus said, see their faith. Faith, because faith is an, something that you don't see. But their action caused Jesus to say that, see their faith. Jesus said to them, young man, your sins, you see, the main reason why they even came, Jesus even went ahead and said that your sins are forgiven. Then it, it went on, talked about the Pharisees talking about, oh, how can you forgive sins? But Jesus healed them, man. What am I trying to say? Your recognition of something will cause you to go use the roof. You get it? I am very sure that on that particular day, they were not the only one that was trying to bring a sick money. There were some people that came and they said, Oh, oh, 
But even the sick person understands that there's no, we tried our best. We could not get through to him. So, recognition will cause you to do the unimaginable. And like I said, recognition is very personal. It's very personal. In Matthew chapter 16, 30 to 20, Jesus was asking the disciples, who do men think I am? Who do men think I am? Then people were saying this, that, 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 that. If you can get me to maybe from verse 17. From verse 17, yes. Okay, verse 15. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? So they had given him, oh, the people say that you are Elijah, John the Baptist that has come back, da, 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 all those ones. Then Jesus was saying that. Then who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Verse 17. Jesus replied, you are blessed Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven, you know, some of the verses, sometimes you read, it looks like some people water some of this, give me the King James of this one. <laughs> the new King James of this one. <laughs> he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Yes. Sometimes you need the Holy Spirit to give you a revelation of even the stage that you are in life of how he wants you to serve in his house of even the church that you find yourself of even your pastor of even sometimes your spouse or even your mother because you see if you get a revelation like this and Jesus turns back to him and says that, get behind me, Satan, you will not live. Because you have a certain level of revelation that none of the people around has. In the book of John chapter 6, when Jesus said all the things that, you know, he said that my body, you eat my body, you drink my blood, da, 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 all those things. A lot of people left. Hey, but we thought that we were coming, you give us bread, you give us some wine to drink and all those things. But now it's like it's turning to cannibalism. It's like you want us to be eating your body and be drinking your blood. This one we can't. So when, when, when he, Jesus turned, a lot of people had left. Then he asked them, are you also not going to leave? Then Peter said, where shall we go? For you have the words of eternal life. You see, it is the personal revelation that Peter had. That's why Jesus, because there were a lot of people that I don't think any of the disciples were rebuked as Peter was. Oh, Jesus was telling him of left, right. But the guy was still around. But some of us today, even if your pastor, can, you know, sometimes you, you know, you, you can't tell him because you have to, you know, uh, cajole, try and make it look nice, you know, try and be very, very political in your statement because you know that if you try and say it, you don't see the person again. Because the person does not have a revelation. And the person doesn't even recognize that God had, and this is the scripture. But Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. I pray that God will give you a revelation of even your calling. 
You get it. And I've written here that recognition is very personal and never communal. You act on the level of your recognition. You act on the level of your recognition. You see, that's how come some of us can borrow into our tight. Because you don't recognize <laughs> you don't you don't recognize what that does in your life. Because if you listen to all these confused people around telling you that oh it's old testament, it's new testament, is this, is that, is that you don't have your own Jesus. You see, in, in the, the scripture that we just read in Matthew chapter 16, after they said all those, he said, who do you, do you? And that is where recognition comes in. Recognition is not what others are saying. Recognition is what do you say? What are you saying? On Titan, what are you saying? On serving in the house of God, what are you saying? On prayer, what is your opinion? On fasting, what is your opinion? It's not about what other people. You see, recognition even determine what you determine as inconvenience. Recognition will let you determine what is inconvenience. Yeah. Because some of us say, in our past life, even if the party is at 2 a.m., we'll be there. Because that's the time that you think that all the top-notch people will be around. That's that you see. But when you say prayer is at 5.30, then suddenly all forms of excuses are coming up. Because hey, that is the time of the night that sleep is so nice. Your level of revelation is very low. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I speaking to someone? Yes. 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 You know. Yes. Let's look at some, some, of, the, some of the benefits of recognizing, you know, benefits of the seed of recognition. The first one is that the seed of recognition can turn a lifetime of failure into instant success. You see, if you are able to recognize what you ought to recognize, it can change your life instantly. Luke chapter 23. So Luke chapter 23 downwards talks about when Jesus was hanging on the cross and there were two thieves by him. And you see, I always see myself and even yourself in that junction every time. Where within you, a voice is telling you, like one of the thieves was speaking, very, 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 not making any sense. And within the same you, <laughs> that's what Reverend says, the, the, the Jacob and the Esau in you. <laughs> And the same you, there's also another voice speaking a lot of sense. So the other one does not recognize Jesus. They not, they not recognize Jesus. But the other one said, then Luke chapter 23 verse 42 said, then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Verse 43. And Jesus said to him, I surely I say to you today, you'll be with me in paradise. You see, when you are recognizing something, you will not look at the person's personal appearance. Because if you are supposed to, because according to Bible scholars, Jesus was naked. 
it was this Michelangelo and all those people that did the painting that put, you know, just to make him look very presentable. That put something. If you read Josephus and all those people, when they were they, they hang you on the it's naked. So this thief is looking at this man and calling him Lord. See, if you don't have a certain level of understanding, you will not be able to see certain things. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. That's why you have to. You see, that's why you have to get your own personal revelation, personal, be spiritual to even acknowledge certain things. That's why you will not be saying things like me. I will not go to any church that I am older than, or I will not go to any pastor that I am older than. The next question becomes: So, if you go to a GP and the GP is as young, as <laughs> the GP is a come. Go and lie on the bed. <laughs> Remove, take your shirt off. You'll be doing all those things because you think that the person has gone to school. Revelation. <laughs> Am I speaking to someone? Yes, yes, yes. See, when you have, you catch that seed of recognition, sometimes you even be able to know that God is speaking to you through a child. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to know when the person speaking is, you know, that is virtually the, go- the voice of God speaking to the person to you. You remember the story of Abraham. Sometimes God will say, listen to your wife. Because Abraham was confused because sometimes the wife will say things that are not really, they, they say the other time, then God said, listen to your wife. You know, yes. So, this thief who had been stealing all his life, because of just aligning himself in the right way, his life was changed. And now, even though we don't know his name, over 2,000 years, this scripture has been read, especially during Easter. He just recognized. Amen. Number two, the seed of recognition can move you from obscurity into significance. You know, sometimes even the, the the most obscure people are the most. If there's the pride, pure pride is found in the people who are found in obscurity, and because of that level of pride, they are never coming out. Amen. Luke chapter nineteen, verse one to ten. It's quite long, but we we'll see if we can run through. That's the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a short man who was a crook. And because of that, he had become rich. I'm just, go- so as I'm saying the story, f- follow with what I'm saying. You know, so he's a short man who has become rich because of his ways. Then he gets the recognition that there is a man called Jesus. That is passing. And because he's short, he knew that there was no way. Because see, one, he's short. Two, a lot of people don't like him. So there's a probability that if he decides to walk in between the people, they'll beat him. <laughs> so he decided, you know what? Let me find myself. Let me just, let me just, just, just lengthen my height by <laughs> finding myself on the sycamore tree. You know? And our Lord and Savior Jesus, who sees everything and who is even able to read our minds. 
most times in the scripture, the Bible will say that uh, Jesus sensed what the people were thinking, that he answered them. So he knows everything. You get it? So Jesus looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Because of Zacchaeus' ability to recognize who Jesus was, his life was transformed. Jesus stayed in his house that night. He confessed his sins. People talked about it anyway, but he had become a new person. You understand? Yes. And I know that even sometimes our ability to recognize that I need help with this. You know, my ability to recognize that I think I am being too rude, I need help, can shift you from point A to point B. Your ability to recognize that I think I need a mother figure in my life. Even though I live in a land of the free, that I know I have rights, I have lefts, I have everything. I know that I can get council house. I know that I can do whatever I want. But I think I need an authority in my life that would, when the person tells me to sit, I'll sit. When the person tells me to do this, I'll do. Suddenly, you see that your life will be changing. You get it? And that's where you begin to move from a level of obscurity. You'll be changing into like, otherwise you'll be like, oh, I don't want anybody to control me. One thing I don't like is somebody shouting at me. I don't like this. I don't like, you see, that's what, you'll be where you are. Do you understand? Am I speaking to someone? <laughs> Looks like people are looking at my face. <laughs> Amen. Number three, recognition activates preservation and promotion. Recognition activates preservation and promotion. You know. First Samuel chapter 26, verse 9. One of the people that really knew how to give due recognition to whom is still is David. Irrespective of how the person behaves or doesn't, he did not care. And you see, Reverend titled the things that we are talking about as spiritual seats. And recognition is very spiritual. Yeah. Because, you know, especially in our world now, actually, there are some parts of the world that when they see somebody calling, going, they will not respect the person at all. Until they hear that, oh, the person is an engineer. The person has two master's degrees. The person has a PhD. The person has a company. He has employed 200 people. The person has eight cars. The person lives in a $2 million house. Then it's okay, okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You don't need a lot of evidences to be able to recognize and to acknowledge someone. You don't. You don't. So, recognition activates preservation and promotion. First Samuel chapter 26, verse 9. But David said to Abishai, do not destroy him, for you can, who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? You see, don't kill him, for who can remain innocent after attacking the Lord's anointed one? See, David had 101 reasons why he should kill Saul. Because Saul was tormenting his life. But David knew that 
touching this man, he will not be guiltless. You know? And he had, you know, Reverend has been teaching us about sowing. The same thing happened to him in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 3. When he also had become a king. 1 Samuel chapter 18. Today I'm using a lot of scriptures. That's why. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 3. No, sorry, second Samuel. But the Lord answered. Okay, yeah, that's that's that one. But his men objected strongly. So the, the background of the story is that they were at war. They wanted David wanted to get water, and the people. This is what the people are saying. He said, "But his men objected strongly. You must not go there. You must not go the edge." If we have to turn and run, and even if half of us, is that all? Or is frozen? Half of us die, it will make no difference to Absalom's troop. They will be looking only for you. You are worth 10,000 of us. You see, David, you are worth 10,000 of us. And it is better that you stay here in the town and send help if we need it. You see, David was just telling Abishai that I will not kill King Saul. Fast forward, because of David's seed he had sown, now people are saying that you you are worth 10,000 of us. There is no way we are going to allow you to die. Imagine David had killed Saul. You get it? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you have a leader, then you back, back to behind the person. <laughs> then by the grace of God, he appoints you to, to that level. You know, and you know, unfortunately, they say these people are the people that even get more hurt when they hear things about themselves. I don't know what I've done. I thought I've treated everyone right. But, <laughs> Go back, go back, go back and check the seeds that you sow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The fourth one, the lack of recognition cost people in Jesus' time eternity, miracles, and the joy of his presence. The lack of recognition Cost people in Jesus' time eternity, miracles, and the joy of his presence. And of course, one of the people that really had to endure this one was the Pharisees. Never ever saw him as he ought to be. Never recognized him. Luke chapter 4. 24 and 29. But I tell you the truth. No prophet 
is accepted in his own hometown. Verse 25. Certainly, there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner, a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of prophet Elisha, but the only one healed was Naaman a Syrian. Amen. So, because of the lack of recognition, you know, and it's one of the things that really scares me, that if Jesus, the son of the living God, could not do much in the atmosphere of uh, what should I call it? Uh, familiarity. You know, and lack of recognition. Then it means that that particular spirit is a very dangerous one. Because Jesus was operating when he was crying for a day. He, he was operating, he would cast them and say, come out, and they would come out. Jesus was operating when they were, one time he, when he read in the scripture, he said that uh, uh, this, today this scripture has been fulfilled. They wanted to even kill him. He was still operating. He, Jesus was operating when people were arguing with him left, right. He said, oh, this one is, uh, they were even saying that instead of him saying Joseph's son, they said Mary's son to say that he's a bastard. All those ones, he was operating all right. But in the atmosphere of people saying that, Oh, this guy, he just come from here, da, 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 da. The Bible said he could not do a lot. So, does it mean that you and I could also... Have you realized that sometimes people who are just out of the blue come to church and because of their clean hearts, no issues, no guilt, no offense... No, oh, me, Reverend, I just talked to him before we came to church. Uh, we just had a joke before we came. Receive and are healed and are... Then those of us here, that, you know, we know the scripture from Genesis unto Revelation. Even before Reverend starts the topic, we know the verses he will use. We, we, you will not be blessed. You will not be. So Jesus was saying, that, okay, at least for me, I know that me, you don't respect me. So let me use Elijah and Elisha you respect. That's why he was telling that Elijah was there. He could not heal. There were so many widows. He could not go to anywhere. Because all of them did not. So you see that one of the things I've recognized is that when the person is living among us, he's a very normal person. Until the person is, is dead or is, is, on, is on maybe a different continent. That's how come we, we know we, we, like we, we sort of virtually worship the dead. Yeah, because, wow, this man, when he was there, he was a powerful man of God. God da, 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 da. Just read the commentary of the people around him when he was around. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's so fantastic. And it, sometimes you just have to consciously beat yourself to shape, to say that I'm not going to fall for this spirit. Do you get it? Yes. You know, one time I was reading about John Wesley. And you know, like, if I ask you what 
you know about John Wesley. People say fantastic things about him. So, oh, they fell in love. Then the Methodist church. He was he rode on horses for from yeah this to that to that. Hey, the guy struggled. <laughs> from his wife to and even one of the people, you know, you know this hymn, Rock of Ages Cleft for Me. Let me hide myself in thee. Yes, the, the guy that wrote the song is called Augustus Augustus Top Lady. And Augustus Top, you know, when uh, 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 Wesley started the church. He did not have any uh, seminary or uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, formal training. So he was just doing, you know, meet people that he teach them. Augustus Top Lady said that <laughs> this guy had been going around. And he, you see, Augustus Top Lady is a Christian. That's why he wrote the hymn, The Rock of Ages Club. <laughs> he said that this guy, he's been going around getting cobblers. Do you know cobblers? People that do shoes. Yes, un- uneducated people. It's like insulting John Wesley that these are the people that he, and John Wesley is the one bringing the name of Jesus to disrepute. Yes. If he said that in every generation, once the person is within that generation, there's no respect. But it's like when we, the person dies and we are reading the story gloriously. Oh, wow, this man was a powerful man of God. Everything is, and it's even in our generation, it's the same. So we tend to like YouTube pastors because you don't see anything wrong. Actually, the thing they want you to see is what you see. You get it? So, you will not see him shouting at anybody. <laughs> Just as maybe your pastor will shout at you. So, that's why I like this pastor because he's every time he's not, go there. <laughs> go there. <laughs> Go there. Then you run. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. But you see, the lack of recognition in Jesus' time caused some people their miracles. Caused some people eternity. The, 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 the man on the other side of Jesus, it caused his eternity. And it caused some people the joy of the presence. Because they were, you see, what familiarity does is that it hardens your heart. You are listening, but you are not listening. Or better, you are listening, but you are looking for the holes. You want to punch holes into what the person is saying. Okay, okay, okay. So you see, the grammar is no good. Okay, you've taken notice of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, he read the scripture. He did not even interpret it right. You should have used this scripture. This would have been better in this context than this one. Uh-huh. You see. Luke chapter 19. My last scripture. I close. <laughs> Are we learning something? I pray that God will deliver all of us from the spirit of familiarity. I tell you, if you like go through all history, then you'll be surprised. Every man of God, personally, one of the things I like reading is biographies or autobiographies. And you'll be surprised the people either working with the man of God or the people, I remember uh, 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 Ryan Bonke, the way the Germans could insulting. He said that this guy is too known. He thinks that God is calling him. Da, da, da. One time, he had his assistant. The assistant is from South Africa. I'll not mention his name. He's dead anyway. So, when John, uh, 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 Ryan Boki started, he would preach and the Zulu man, because he was from Zulu, the Zulu man will 
do the miracles. Right? So he will, Rohan and Monkey will do, preach, like give your life to Christ. Da, 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 da. Then the Zulu man will come and pray a simple prayer. And a lot of miracles are happening. So he was asking himself, ah, I am the one that does the things that is the most important part of the crusade. I do miracles. He, he just come and preach that everybody can preach. So why is it that his name is always Grand Monkey came to do crusade and it was very powerful. 500,000 people came. Why are they not mentioning my name? And, but they are mentioning Grand Monkey's name. So one day, Grand Monkey was supposed to go for a crusade in somewhere in South Africa. And the guy told some of the people that work with John uh, Ryan Albuquerque that I'm not going to come again. And that if I remove my leg, you know that thing I say, remove your leg. He said, I'm the pillar. Without me, Ryan Albuquerque is nothing. That's, that was his voice. He said, without me, Ryan Albuquerque is nothing. The man is called Richard Ngidi. I don't know whether you've heard about him. From me, you can go on Google, you just see two or three things about him. He's, he's no more. <laughs> it's sad. And you see, when he that, that day, you know, that day that he said he was not going to without me, Reinhard Bunky, it's nothing. That was the very day that Reinhard Bunky's miracle ministry started. The same day that he went to himself, because he was very disappointed. Hey, I'm going to preach. It's not going to be any miracles. Richard Ingrid, where is it? Richard Ingrid. Da, 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 da. He went. After that, he said, he had the Holy Spirit. He said, pray. He prayed. That was it. Later on, they told him what he went for. That man's funeral. So, you see that we all have to be very careful. You know, it happened to Jesus. I don't know who it will not happen to. If it happened to our Lord and Savior, I don't know. Amen. Last scripture that we are done. Luke chapter 19, 41. So this is Jesus crying for his people. Luke chapter 19, 41. But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way of peace. But now it is too late and peace is hidden from your eyes. Verse 44. You know what? Give me the new King James. And let's go back. Because let's go back to 41. Yeah. Now, as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. Verse 42. Saying, if you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Jesus. This is Jesus. He's crying for the city. Say, hey, these people the things that God packaged to bring for you. But you can see with your eyes. But you are not able to discern, to know. Verse 44. And level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not live in you 
one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. You see, what happens with some of these things is that we really don't know the time of our visitation. We really don't. Because if you really knew the time of our visitation, we will not take things for granted. I pray that God, I, I think I have to end it here. I pray that God will open the eyes of our understanding, that God will cause us to see things, not as everybody sees it, but will open our eyes to see it as he us us to see it. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word on the seed of recognition. We thank you for speaking to us. We pray that you guard our hearts. The Bible says, guard your hearts with all diligence from out of it are the issues of life. We pray that you guard us, help us to be able to overcome the spirit of familiarity, to be able to guard ourselves from anything that will prevent us from coming close to our time of visitation, from coming close to our hour of visitation because of lack of revelation or understanding. Father, we pray that you cause each and every one of us to have a personal revelation of who you are, a personal revelation of your church, a personal revelation of the pastor that you've placed to shepherd us, a personal revelation even of our families, of our mothers, our fathers, and even of our spouses. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.